friends of Romans, bubbleheads, lend me your tubs. We come to banish dirt, not to raise it. The evil that some soaps do lives after them. Their good is oft washed down the drain. So let it not be with Bubble Genius. It's the Ides of March, and Bubble Genius celebrates our world's rich history this March 15th, a.k.a. the day the world said, See you later, Caesar, with our bloodbath bubble bath. Have your own worldly wash in our bubbly, sweet-smelling bubble bath without all that bother of doing anyone in. So toss on a toga, lay on your laurel, and bubble down with us. Bloodbath by Bubble Genius, the home of natural and fun bath and body products. Beware the Ides of surfactants. Only at BubbleGenius.com. I'm Mark Antony, and I approve this message. The Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. Well, I guess the gentlemen are in a pretty tall hurry to get me out of here. The way the evidence is piled up against me, I can't say I blame them much. And I'm quite willing to go, sir, when they voted that way. But before that happens, I've got a few things I want to say to this body. I tried to say them once before, and I got stopped colder in a mackerel. Well, I'd like to get them said this time, sir. And as a matter of fact, I'm not going to leave this body until I do get them said. President, will the senator yield? The senator yields. No, sir, I'm afraid not. No, sir. I yielded the floor once before, if you can remember, and I was practically never heard of again. No, sir. And we might as well all get together on this yielding business right off the bat now. <laughs> uh, I had some pretty good coaching last night. And I find that if I yield only for a question or a point of order or a personal privilege, that I can hold this for almost until doomsday. In other words, I've got a piece to speak. And blow hot or cold, I'm going to speak. Order, order, gentlemen. Mr. President, I stand guilty as framed because Section 40 is graft. And I was ready to say so. I was ready to tell you that a certain man in my state, a Mr. James Taylor, wanted to put through this dam for his own profit. A man who controls a political machine and controls everything else worth controlling in my state. Yes, and a man even powerful enough to control congressmen, and I saw three of them in his room the day I went up to see him. The Senator, you... Sir, I will not yield. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world, this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. Right on! With Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. You can read about it tomorrow. Or possibly see it tonight But with radio You get it now and get it right Senator Smith has now talked for 23 hours and 16 minutes. It is the most unusual and spectacular thing in the Senate annals. One lone and simple American holding the greatest floor in the land. What he lacked in experience, he's made up in fight. But those tired boy ranger legs are buckling, bleary-eyed, voice gone. He can't go on much longer, and all official Washington is here to be in on the kill. The following podcast contains harsh language, nudity, graphic violence, adult situations, and a healthy obsession with empirical reality. The Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. It is Thursday, March 7th, 2013, and this is the Bubble Genius Bob and Chez Show. I'm Bob, that's Chez. Brought to you every week by BubbleGenius.com, Pure Products, Pure Genius, Bubble Genius of the Ides of March. Um, boy, we've been away for a couple of weeks, and, and now I'm, well, yeah, I guess a couple of weeks, one show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome back, Chez. You're obviously really feeling the uh, Rand Paul filibuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought was, that you were going to go with uh, something from uh, the West Wing, the Stackhouse filibuster. Yeah, uh, no. Oh, I wouldn't dignify <laughs> Rand Paul by comparing him with Stackhouse. 
Hmm. At least there's some uh, political ambiguity. Oh, you with know, uh, according to uh, the serially stupid David Sirota, liberals should be uh, applauding Rand Paul because even though he's wrong on everything else, he's right about this. So let's forget everything else that he's done. Let's forget the raging ass that he is on every other topic. And by the way, including this one. And just because he happens to agree with something that, uh, you know, a position David Sirota thinks is gospel. Is, is um, that what you got to back him? Is that what Sirota was saying? Did Sirota write something about this today where he was praising Rand Paul? Dude, please go to Sol- what do you think? Go to Salon. Oh God. Go to as as I as I called it when I posted the uh, piece that I wrote for Banter today. Go to my 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 old nemesis Salon. Uh. Salon, the double barrel of Salon and Alternate. Yeah, it's just it it just it's where pragmatism and rationality go to die. You know, I, I, I want to try really, really hard to not spend the entire show talking about drones and filibusters, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Eric Holder, Glenn Greenwald. But, I mean, we are going to talk about it. Did you just say the F word? I got to... No, I said good luck with that. <laughs> you said F that. No, I said I good thought. luck <laughs> I just I wanted to make sure in case uh, I, I needed to bleep it. But uh, regardless, I mean, we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about this because it's, you know, I, I you think have it's to because you psych me out with your uh, your uh, Twitter war with uh, with the always um, the always malleable and uh, rational Greenwald. <laughs> Did you see that? I didn't know. Oh, okay. I, I haven't yet. I right when you uh, right when you wrote to me about it, I was on my way out the door. Yeah, well, you know, oh, we'll get we'll get into that in a second. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that at least his side is going to read exactly the way everything else he's ever written does. Of course, of I don't course. really need to see it. Where and this is how it works. You, or in the in this case, me, or anyone else for that matter, we have to provide Eric Holder included. We have to all provide some kind of legal justification. We have to provide a solution. But Greenwald can just throw bombs and he doesn't it doesn't care i don't know i mean i asked him point blank and on twitter i said what is your solution to all of this what do you propose doing because you know the latest hipster argument Chaz, is that um anyone who brings up the authorization for use of military force from 2001 right after 9 11 anyone who brings that up is just obfuscating we're just circumventing shaming the administration right you know where all we're saying is if we want to start cutting to the core of this thing, repeal that. Repeal the AMUF. It's, it's, it's the, the argument that I can see them making is dealing with the, the uh, use of military force authorization is basically like uh, pouring cement in your nose to stop you from doing blow. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's precisely their reasoning. You know, and, and my point of view is, uh, and it is multifold. I mean, I'll make no uh, bones about it. I mean, I, I've got kind of a complex point of view on this whole thing. And that's I, your problem. Which, uh, that's the problem. Uh, I should right. just be screaming. Because you should just be screaming baby killers. Baby and, killers. You know, uh, take a look at the. Have you seen the headline of uh, Huffington Post? Oh, right now? my God. That's it's what I want to talk about. It's a bunch of pictures of dead babies. Yeah, it's a bunch of pictures of dead, dead babies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's dead kids. So, so now the, the Huffington Post, uh, which, <laughs> God bless it. I thank you, Huffington Post, for giving me my political writing career. But at the same time, Damn it! It's now now it's re- reduced down to the tactics of the anti-abortion, anti-choice zealots, the freaks who stand out in the street corner in front of Planned Parenthood or yeah, any I mean, sort look, of family here's planning. The here's the freak. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, you can do that with you could you could show those pictures about any conflict ever. Yeah, ever. 
Sure. You know, you, whether we are, uh, uh, whether we're bombing somebody else or they, you know, or they're flying planes into our buildings, I'm not equating the two. I know that really, you know, 9-11 was, uh, you know, a, a one-time thing as opposed to us bombing. I get that completely. But yeah, any type of conflict, you can show pictures like that. Mm-hmm. So to make this, this argument that somehow the drones are worse, I mean, look, if, if you're showing that because you truly are sort of a peacenik and you're like, look, you know, we need to stop all war together, that's fine. If you're showing that to prove, I, I don't know what, to say that, hey, these drones aren't, uh, are especially dangerous, they're not. They're actually less dangerous than all our other uh, possibilities, all, all the other sort of contingencies that we could take. Yeah, but, 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 but they're drones. They're, don't you see? They're drones. They're drones, exactly. That's what makes them so scary. There are no pilots, so therefore they're terrifying. Right. They're evil. They're, they're inherently evil. I mean, that's, I mean, that's. If somebody makes the argument that they will turn on us, like, you know, Rise of the Machines, Terminator, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. when Skynet gets a hold of them, that argument I'll listen to. Damn you, Miles Benedict. They'll eventually turn on us and bomb us all back yeah, to the Stone right. Age. Right, right, right. But that, I mean, that's the poison pill. I mean, just all you got to do is throw drones into the mix. I mean, the, the Eric Holder letter in response to Rand Paul's hypothetical question was, uh, I mean, didn't even have, I think it only had the word drones in it because he was quoting Rand Paul in the first, mm-hmm. you know, sort of opening salutation. Everything else had to do with, I mean, there was one, the, the first big paragraph, it was a, there was one line that was like the, the first paragraph. And then the second paragraph was actually the substance of it, saying, you know what, we're using, we use traditional law enforcement to apprehend terrorists especially domestic terrorists and or, you know, Al-Qaeda terrorists who happen to be here. That's that's the policy. Traditional law enforcement, FBI, so on. uh, That's what we do. Nothing about, oh, yes, you know what? As soon as we see a guy well, this leads into the Ted Cruz questioning from yesterday. As soon as we see a guy drinking coffee at Starbucks, uh, just bring in the drone and drop a hellfire missile on the Starbucks. Yeah, because that's what we do. Yeah. It's absurd. Of course we do not. Well, I mean, two things. Back, first of all, back to Greenwald. Greenwald's, Greenwald's uh, he, he doesn't exist to give you solutions. Yeah. He exists solely to complain. And look, you know what? I, I complain too. I get it. But he exists solely to complain and to, and to do it in a way that is, that is so self-righteous and sanctimonious in its indignation. Yeah. You know, he's got the, you know, he's got the answers, which apparently he's not sharing with everybody else. But, you know, he's the one who, who can uh, sit from on high and proclaim that uh, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. And it's, that's one of the reasons why, I mean, I get what, I certainly get why you get into it with him. But I think more than anybody else, my attitude when it comes to arguing with Greenwald is I, I would never do it because I don't, you know, I'm sure he's full of himself as it is, but I would never want him to think that I give a crap what he thinks about anything, because I absolutely do not. I, I genuinely don't. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, the reason I was asking him for solutions, though, is because he was going after my my stance on the AUMF. Right, and of course gotcha. now, And as I was saying at the top of the show, this has become like now the, like now the new attack, if you at all at all take a nuanced position on drones or targeted killings or, you know, the war on terror or anything. You know, you bring up the AUMF, oh, you're definitely an Obama bot now because you're, you're kind of obfuscating, you're kind of dancing around the fact that Obama is a baby killer. You know, so, so, so he's asking, he's grilling me about the AUMF. Well, you know, the Obama administration says they have these powers even without the AUMF. Oh, yeah. Well, why would you say, why would you indict the AUMF and not what Obama's doing? 
So I said, well, look, I'm, I'm just proposing a, 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 the step one and the solution to this 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 crisis that is now driving me insane with these drugs. This discussion of the war on terrorism is driving me nuts. Hmm. I said, well, let's get rid of the AUMF. That's that's step one. Step two, and maybe simultaneously, we declare an end to the war on terrorism. We're done with the war. I mean, the use of the word war is if we're the war on Al-Qaeda. And to me, that's part and parcel of rescinding the AUMF. And then the other part is to, to, to regulate the crap out of drones. Why not? Why not? Why not vote for Ted Cruz's law, which he, or bill, which he evidently had introduced today? I didn't see if he actually did it. He's apparently introducing a law that would ban the use of drones against American citizens on U.S. soil. Hey, I'm all for it. It's great. Let's let's have that. That's uh, that's fine. I mean, the, the beauty of it is kind of like Sirota saying that we should all be cheering on Rand Paul. It's if it were done for legitimately for reasons of legitimate ideology, mm. I would at least be able to respect it. But the fact is they've latched on to something. They'll do anything. They'll even go. We know they'll even contradict themselves to take down Obama. Yeah. And they've latched on to something that they know they can get a little bit of mileage out of because they're not the only ones spouting it. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a one of their insane, made up conservative uh, uh, conservative scandals. This is a legitimate like there are other people talking about this. You know, so if they jump on it too, then that means that the mainstream, finally, they'll get something and get some traction in the mainstream media. And that's why they're doing it. Rand Paul doesn't give a crap. If Obama came out tomorrow morning and said he was ending the, the drone program, ending it, ending it all, ending the war on terror, we were no longer going to use drones. Jesus Christ, the outrage, you know, you'd hear the exact opposite from, from the right. You'd yeah. hear, you know, how can we do this? We're letting down our guard. But, uh, you know, we need more drones. That's exactly what they do. Exactly. They're, any of this, this bullshit indignation is all political. What? They're doing it for political reasons only. Yeah, exactly. There's no, mo- there's no morality there. Don't fool yourself. Well, there, there are two things now that, are, are, that have infuriated me over the last 48 hours. One, the rampant misinterpretation of what Eric Holder wrote. The, the jump to conclusions that Eric Holder in this letter to Rand Paul, authorized the use of drones on American citizens on American soil. And he did nothing of the sort. Did nothing on, of wait, the sort. Wait, 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 wait a second. Hold on. There's, there's something coming by my window. Hang on. It's, oh, oh my God, it's a drone. <laughs> They're coming after you. Oh my God! Here, there, there they are. It's a whole, it's a whole army of them. It's a whole, it's a, it's a giant school of drones, <laughs> and they're flanked by black helicopters. Run for your life! By black helicopters. I right. hope you're wearing your tinfoil hat. Right, and they're coming to uh, actually. What they have instead of having Hellfire missiles, they have magnets that they're going to use to take my gun. <laughs> Well, the other side of this, the other side that's driving me nuts is that, you know, you hear from uh, Ted Cruz and Rand Paul, Rand Paul especially. This is the guy who grilled Hillary Clinton in the Benghazi hearing a couple of weeks ago over, you know, obviously he's outraged that the president would allow this attack to continue without thwarting it. And now all of a sudden he's against the president using Military force, lethal that's, military that's, force. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And that's, you know, I, I'm saying something that, that doesn't need to be said because it's so, it is self-evident. That's what they're doing. They're, they're making a stink over this because it's something they can grab onto. They don't give a crap what the details are. Yeah. It's just something that's anti-Obama. Right, right. That they can get some mileage out of. And, you know, I, I God, I mean, this is a whole other topic of discussion. But I, you know, I hate to sound this way. But that that sort of motivation is coming from both sides, from from both ends of the spectrum. 
It is. No, it, it absolutely. See, there are times, you know, trying to avoid the both sides meme I get, but there are times when it's 100% correct, especially when you get to, you and I have discussed this many times, especially when you get to the real far edges of the political spectrum, mm -hmm. and they wind up being essentially exactly alike. Yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing, I'm just seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of that right now where I don't, I, I just, I fail to grasp how, I mean, certainly the circumstances are different. Yeah, I will grant the fact that this isn't a traditionally battlefield style war, the, the war on terrorism. That's fine. And so that, but that also leads to further conundrum in terms of actually prosecuting the war. I mean, how exactly do you get these guys? Do we uh, do we commit ground troops to you know go from places as far uh, apart as Yemen and Pakistan? Do we send them in? What what do we do? We have to redefine how we're how we're engaging in this, and if we can't do that, we have to just end it, end it. Go back to typical counterterrorism measures that we used before before all this started. Maybe with some improved technology. I have no idea. But I mean, now it's it's at the point of just being a mess, a big mess. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think, the again, the only way to end it is to get rid of that AUMF law. You know. Yeah, but, but you're uh, an Obama bot and you're blaming everybody but the president. That's your problem. Right, right. So says Glenn Greenwald from his, you know. His, his rabbit hutch in Rio. Yeah. But at the same time, and, and this is kind of the point I was leading up to, at the same time, the president has always, any president, has always reserved the right to use lethal military force to stop an attack. And that's exactly what Eric Holder was saying in this letter. Right. There, there's nothing, and, and, and maybe there ought to be a law banning this. Because, I mean, there are a lot of things that are at the president's discretion. There are things that are mostly loose guidelines rather than hard and fast laws. So maybe there does need to be some sort of defined law that says that no, we're not going to use drones to attack uh, citizens on American soil sitting and having a having a, a double latte at, at Starbucks. We got to take a break. <laughs> uh, more of this uh, in a few seconds right after this. Bob and Chez Show. Okay. Still one of my all-time favorite songs. Hey, Paul. Great. What about Duke? <laughs> no, sorry. That wasn't Invisible Touch. That's right. Well, this is from Duke. I was going to say, yeah. every time I, say, I think of Duke now, it leads me right to American Psycho. <laughs> but uh, and then you saw um, um, Ted Cruz yesterday jumping in, and 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 I, I'm surprised that Sirota did. Sirota say anything about Ted Cruz? Uh, you know what? I'll tell you something. I saw the headline and I read about like like the first paragraph of it, and then I just stopped. That's the way I treat all Sirota stuff. That's all you needed to say. Yeah. Uh, I already know what he's going to say, and you know uh, as. As Oliver Willis says, and this is the you know the term I've taken, it's he's serially stupid. The serially stupid David Sirota. So every time he he opens his mouth, I already know what's coming out. Uh, so so what do we do? 
how do we proceed about uh, you know fighting terrorism? Do we do we stop fighting terrorism? Do we, yep, we just give up? Come on, just, just give up, give up. Yep. You know, and then you know it's like uh, the the blogger Empty Wheel uh, joined the uh, so it's like me versus Greenwald and Empty Wheel and some other guy. Some other guy named I think his name was Matt something I forget the guy. How did name. how did he get a hold of uh, or how did they get in on the conversation? Well, first it's it did started. He re- did he retweet you? Tell me he retweeted you. N- uh, no, I mean it's it. Let me see see if I can find the first the first because that's the reason. Here. That's the that is the the main reason why I don't get into Twitter battles. Yeah. Because what happens is one side starts retweeting the other, and yeah. then it turns into. It, you know, basically, it's the equivalent of calling for backup. Yeah. And then all of Greenwald's little acolytes, all the Myrmidons, Myrmidons come down, you know, off the freaking seashore and start attacking you. <laughs> right. Well, here's how it started. Greenwald tweeted. It's Myrmidons, by the way, not mermaids. <laughs> Greenwald tweeted, given the administration's theories, the only cogent answer to can the president execute U.S. citizens on U.S. soil without charges is Yes. Again, given the administration's theories, the only cogent answer to, quote, can the president execute U.S. citizens on U.S. soil without charges is, quote, yes. But, I mean, I love the, I love the use of execute. Like, I mean, this is, this is sensationalized times a thousand. This implies that the president can decide whether you are innocent or guilty of anything and execute you without trial, without due right. process. And, he, and, he's, and he's going to. That's what's going to happen. And he's absolutely any, any president is going to start killing Americans here at home. Right. And then my response was to him. And then, of course, I always do the grandstand mark. That's what I've come to call it. You know, the mark that you put at the beginning of the tweet right before the, the at symbol to make oh, sure that everyone so can that everyone it. can read it. Yeah, it's the grandstanding mark. Whatever symbol <laughs> like that, that happens to be. You just, yeah, you just grandstand because you want everyone to see it. But uh, I wrote, only if those citizens are in the process of hijacking an airplane and, and using it as a missile or bombing a military base, which is the substance of what Eric Holder said in his second paragraph, well, technically the third paragraph, when he said that he would only, the administration would only use lethal military force if there was, uh, you know, an imminent terrorist attack in progress or something like right. September 11th or Pearl Harbor, which most presidents have always reserved the right to do that. Of course, Greenwald's response was totally false. If the president claims they're, if the if the president claims they're in Al Qaeda or associated group, he has the power to kill them under their theories. Hmm. Okay, but no, that but that's not that that's not what Eric Holder wrote about the you know within the United States the American soil policy. Eric Holder wrote that if this is, you know, if they find a member of Al Qaeda or an associated group inside the United States, they're going to use traditional law enforcement mechanisms in order to apprehend that person. The thing, you see, the thing, I, I know you and I, got, you know, we went to Tennessee last week and we got to talk about this in person, but you and I talk about this all the time. I, I do the throwing my hands up in the air and I'm just like, I'm not playing tic tac toe with one of these idiots. And that's what I call it because it's, yeah. you know, you're never going to win. But you're, you're, reasons, which I think, by the way, are very respectable for getting into arguments with somebody like Greenwald is that, well, you know what, there are outside people who may see and you may pull a little inception on them and implant your idea in their head. Um, you know, and, and, and besides sort of uh, somewhat interested parties who aren't really 
uh, ideologues one way or the other will see it and, and you know maybe you win the argument maybe you win a few of them over I think when it comes to arguing with Greenwald though you really are going to get intransigence on both sides oh yeah, yeah. on both sides because his his fans are not backing down they are they are freaking you know they are diehards and those who stand against Greenwald th- these days are exactly the same they're people who they know he's he's galactically full of crap yeah and you know He's not going to make. It's very doubtful that he's going to he's going to say something against you personally, Bob Seska, because you're you know you are a smart guy and you present you know you present very cogent arguments and you have facts to back them up and so on. So yeah, I mean that's that is one of those rare Twitter battles where honestly both sides like nothing will come of it. Mm-hmm. And God bless you, man. You I'm glad you're picking up that fight for the rest of us. I really am because I, I, that would aggravate me so much just to even have to listen to him that I, I would never get into it with him, but yeah. I, I applaud you for doing so. Well, I, I can't help it. I, I wish I could. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, I was watching uh, Louis CK live from beacon theater yesterday on Netflix. Yeah. I, yeah. I was going to watch that on Netflix actually. And, uh, he was talking about, you know, sexual thoughts between men and women. And, you know, he was saying that, well, women, you know, women always say, yeah, you know, I can, I can, I can think dirty thoughts. And, and Louis C.K.'s distinction was women have the luxury of deciding when to have these dirty thoughts. Men, we just, we can't help it. We have to have them. Right. <laughs> there, there's, there's no choice in the matter. So, I mean, I have to, deba- I, I cannot help. But if I see a post, if I see a post on Twitter like this, where Glenn Greenwald is making this extremist, and radical statement, like the president is, you know, reserves the right to execute U.S. citizens without trial or charges. I see something and, like and that. That's why Glenn, that's why Glenn, you know, writes in uh, writes for a paper out of London and lives in Rio. <laughs> so he doesn't have to worry about, uh, you know, being executed on U.S. soil. That's right. That's right. I just I'm, I'm compelled to do it. I know. I get it. And like I said, you're fighting the good fight. God bless you, man, because I couldn't handle it. Well, you know, the argument uh, eventually evolved around to uh, uh, Greenwald criticizing Eric Holder's response for not citing legal limitations or legal justifications for their policy. When, in fact, the question was not about that. You know, that was the Ted Cruz line of questioning yesterday in, Cong- in, in the Senate, in that Senate hearing on John Brennan. They're talking about, you know, Ted Cruz just grilling uh, Eric Holder asking him, well, can, can the president kill a guy have, in, sitting in a cafe having a coffee? And Eric Holder was say, kept saying, no, that's not appropriate. We would not do that. that is, uh, that's, uh, that's a mechanism of law enforcement if that guy happened to be plotting an attack uh, or just planning one. And so we would just do, use traditional law enforcement. No, no, no. I'm asking you, is yes or no? Is it appropriate? I mean, he was doing that whole yes or no, don't wait for the translation nonsense. Exactly. Don't wait for the translation, right? <laughs> And, and, you know, you can see it on Eric Holder's face. He's just confounded by this dolt repeatedly asking him the same question. Like, what would you do? He said, well, I, de- I defined what we would do. We would, we would only use lethal force if there was 9-11 or, September or, uh, or uh, Pearl Harbor occurring. No other thing justifies it. Sorry. And eventually he said no. He said no. It's not, it's not, uh, the Constitution does not give the president power to kill American citizens on American soil sitting and having a cup of coffee. And, you know, if any president actually did that, I would join the call for an impeachment hearing or an impeachment trial. 
Are you kidding me? And then, then I mean, that's how. Ah, but see, if it were Bush, if it were Bush, you'd be arguing, Bob. Yeah, that's my favorite argument. I right. love that one. That's and Greenwald does that all the time. Yeah, all the time. I think the one time I got into a a a, a, a debate with him on Twitter, which didn't last very long. It was just he did exactly what I said. He, he retweeted my stuff, and then it turned into like you know back and forth and back and 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 I had I had Greenwald acolytes. Like tweeting me for I kid you not like four or five days, trying to drag me into a fight. But yeah, he, I, jeez, it it pains me to even think about it. Well, I just I feel um, I'm feeling a little on edge about all of it right now because I get I get what Greenwald says though. I was say Greenwald says you know if it were Bush, if it were Bush, you know everybody would be having a fit. And I had to tell him I'm like actually no, and I mean that. You know, go, you know, if you're really that interested and if you feel like you can argue with me and you really want to and you really think that you know what I think, feel free to go back through, you know, I've, I, I have a collection of my writings available on the Internet. Feel free to go back and see what I wrote. My attitude has always been the same. Yeah. You know what? If, if Americans are threatened, guess what? President, I don't care. Republican, Democrat, couldn't give a crap, gets to do whatever is necessary to, you know, take out that threat. That's right. That's right. Greenwald asked. I agree, but the administration has made clear that they do these things even without the AUMF. And my response to him was, if the AUMF was repealed and the administration, any administration, kept doing these things, I join you in protest. Repealing the AUMF ends the terror war. So that's it. We don't do that crap anymore. Right. So, but, that's, but that's more, not good enough. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a pretty big concession on my part, but that's not good enough. Yeah. No. And what's, what's more, though, is that by, by cutting it off at the legislative level, by cutting it off there, then what you get is not just Obama saying, well, look, I'm, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. But that sets in place whoever the next president is. Yeah. And I don't want to hear any of these jackwongs in Congress, Rand Paul or Ted Cruz or any of the other of them. Screaming about uh, putting a gate at the end of the next time, you know, they rescind this law given the president crap about not responding to some sort of uh, imminent terror attack. Exactly. It's just, it's, they can't, they just can't have it both ways. We got to take a break uh, back after this. Oh, Hey, it's bubble genius. I'd say so got some uh, some new soaps from uh, from from Paula and Sarah I met with them at the uh, at LAX in fact and we had we had burritos in the baggage claim area <laughs> it was we had a sort of a baggage claim area picnic with, with burritos and, and and Paula the line was huge I mean there was a massive line this is the only story by the way I'm gonna tell from the Tennessee trip on the free show you're gonna have to you're gonna have to subscribe to the after party to get all the, the stories from the, the Tennessee trip all of the gory details will be coming up on the after party tomorrow. But uh, so we're sitting around and, and, you know, my connecting flight, my uh, my layover was only two hours. And I had to get back in the security line and go back through the LAX security line to get my next flight to, to go back to Hawaii. And so we get done eating and I go upstairs and the line is huge. And so I had to race up to get the line. And then Paula had to, had to go and get my, my new Bubble Genius soaps. From her car, so she could give oh, me the, nice. uh, my gift pack of Bubble Genius soaps, which I, I love, especially more uh, more of Bob's favorite hibiscus soap, which I got a lot more of those. So you, want, you can actually order that now at BubbleGenius.com, 
and we'll have a promo code for you right after this. Friends of Romans, bubbleheads, lend me your tubs. We come to banish dirt, not to raise it. The evil that some soaps do lives after them. Their good is oft washed down the drain. So let it not be with Bubble Genius. It's the Ides of March, and Bubble Genius celebrates our world's rich history this March 15th, a.k.a. the day the world said, See you later, Caesar, with our bloodbath bubble bath. Have your own worldly wash in our bubbly, sweet-smelling bubble bath, without all that bother of doing anyone in. So toss on a toga, lay on your laurel, and bubble down with us. Bloodbath by Bubble Genius, the home of natural and fun bath and body products. Beware the Ides of surfactants. Only at BubbleGenius.com. I'm Mark Antony, and I approve this message. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Here's that promo code. It's Bob and Chez, B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z. You put that in uh, when you go to check out at BubbleGenius.com, you get 15% off everything you buy in, in that order. <laughs> and anytime you buy, I mean, you can go back there again and put in that promo code again and get another 15%. It's, the, it's, the, it's our gift to you. You listen to this show and uh, you get a discount on soap in your bath and body products. That's great. So, uh, you know, I had this question. And I don't know if you've been following Sullivan's site since uh, he moved over to uh, his own thing. Uh, uh, once in a while. I, I can't figure it out. I, I, in fact, I don't know exactly what's wrong with it. It looks like... Let's just put it this way. Looks like the content has been sorely, sorely lacking. And hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've looked a little, but uh, and I haven't, it, you know, spent too much time. What, what, I, what I don't get, and maybe someone can clarify this in the comments, is is all the good stuff now behind the firewall or behind the paywall? Because you know, I'm seeing content. I just don't know where. First of all, the content isn't as strong as it used to be or as I, as I remember it right and then but i don't know where this paywall is and i don't know what exactly what additional things he's offering behind the paywall or is it is the paywall voluntary i don't get it but i mean suffice to say well the the, the problem with the model that that sullivan set up and i i applaud him for it it's palsy it really is and i think sure. you know i think sullivan's a good thinker and a good writer and <clears throat> you know his stuff is usually worth reading mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that the way the media culture works these days, very few people last, like truly, truly last. It's not, you know, these are not the gray lady days when it's, you know, Tom Friedman, that idiot's been writing the same freaking column over and over again for I don't know how long for the Times. <laughs> right. I mean, and every single one is exactly the same. I think somebody yeah. <clears throat> somebody online put out, Google it, uh, like Tom Friedman column generator. And it's a riot. It's, it's an absolute <laughs> riot. It's it's like insane metaphors, and it's all about you know uh, uh, the the first uh, sentence is always about uh, you know a conversation he had with his cabbie or whatever. Um, but I mean, gone are the days when you when you had people who got paid to to write like that and and have them last. You know, yeah. so uh, the problem with with uh, uh, Sullivan's model is that he's going to have to consistently try to stay on top. And that's going to be really, really tough because all the money comes from sort of his name. And if he can't, you know, making a name for yourself is one thing, but keeping it for a really long period of time is a real problem. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I have to imagine at some point he's just going to be like, look, you know what? The, the uh, money will kind of start to dry up. 
Yeah. And when that happens, he's going to have to go looking for a job somewhere else. Well, he did. And I'm not doing this out of schadenfreude. I mean, I'm actually doing this out of genuine concern because I, you know, I, I don't always agree with him, but I like reading Andrew Sullivan's blog. So do I. I, I like the variety. I like his insight. Um, I even think it's entertaining when he completely flies off the rails. But at the same time, I, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried that, you know, the content, I mean, the actual posts have kind of dwindled in terms of their uh, uh, precision and salience. If, I don't know if salience is even a word, but you know what I mean? The, the, the sharpness of what he has to say. And I'm thinking right. maybe I'm missing it, that it's behind the paywall, which I haven't ordered yet. So maybe I, maybe I should put my money where my mouth is and actually <laughs> subscribe to the I, site. I haven't paid. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but, you know, as I said, uh, going into the uh, the Bubble Genius break, um, you know, I thought about talking about Johnson City during this pre-show. But there's so many things, meaty things to be discussed regarding politics that I'd rather talk about, you know, all of our misadventures. And there were there were a few of them um, regarding the adventures. I don't remember. There must have been. <laughs> well, I mean, as you know, as as misadventured as you could get at in Johnson City, Tennessee. True. So we're going to be talking about that on the after party, all that stuff. Speaking of paywalls. So, yeah. So if you want to uh, subscribe to the after party, it's $6 a month. You can cancel at any time. You just go to uh, go to the website. You might already be on the website now. Uh, you want to click at the top. It says after party. And then under that, it says, you know, subscribe. So you can subscribe and put in your information for PayPal. And it's that easy. You don't have to do anything else other, other than enjoying the show. every. Give Friday. us money. Yeah, give us give us money, please. Um, so yeah, so we talked about. I, I think we spent plenty of time on drones and the filibuster and all that crap. It's just you know what? It's just driving me insane. So we're gonna, we just move on to something else that's also driving me insane, which is Jesus, <laughs> which the is Bob uh, yeah, the the gun control situation. The Bob <laughs> is going insane show. Uh, the gun control situation is um, kind of mixed right now. There's some positive things occurring, uh, mostly at the state level, some positive things happening in Congress. Uh, there's a bipartisan bill that maybe that was showing some hope, but it's a little bit stalled right now. Um, but there's this law. I don't know if you saw this law that's, that's being bandied around in Georgia. I'm saying no more. But uh, as, this is, there's a city in Georgia, Kennesaw. Oh, yeah. No, Kennesaw is famous. Yeah. Kennesaw is legendary for, like, forcing you to have a gun. Oh, no, wait. This is, uh, this is uh, Nelson, Georgia. There's another okay, law in Kennesaw. Kennesaw years ago. I don't know if it's still around. I, you know, it's a, a really big deal over the fact that, that, like, they, I think it was in law, written into law there that, like, you had to own a gun. Yeah. That's just it. City in Georgia is considering a proposal as soon as next month that requires every homeowner to own a gun. Insane. Citing limited police insane. resources and slow response time, Nelson City Councilman Dwayne Chronic. <laughs> oh my God! Real name. That is a that is a hip hop name. If ever there's been one, Dwayne. Chronic. Please tell me. Please tell me that there's an apostrophe in there, like D Wayne. D Wayne Chronic. D to the C. Oh my God! Yeah, this is the this is falls in line with the latest NRA attack, which is that the the uh, Second Amendment was not designed for you know rising up against the government the second amendment was designed with for an absence of government when there's anarchy that's what they're saying at the nra so this is when one of those natural disasters hits that uh that republicans are you know uh 
basically plugging their ears and closing their eyes about when it comes to global warming. That's right. So they're falling in line with the NRA, like like everyone else Shocking. in the Republican Party. We got to take uh, one last break. Back after this. Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Love just about any band that puts the bass guitar so up front. Duff McKagan, man. Yeah. My favorite song on the rap track. There's just there's something about the sound of a, a bass guitar that isn't relegated to the uh, the low registers and the uh, where you don't really hear it. Did you see uh, what Roger Ailes said uh, about the president? He's, he's lazy. A, yeah. Yeah. This is a great yeah, this is a great that. quote. First of all, Roger Ailes basically called uh <laughs> called Newt Gingrich a d which was hilarious. Like he's yeah, like, exactly. like to see that. I mean I actually kind of agree with Roger Ailes on this, but it's it's difficult for me to uh go around professing you know, it's it was like this morning I go, Wow, yeah, great, I agree with Roger Ailes. And then <laughs> later on today I hear I see this quote. Obama's the one who never worked a day in his life. He never earned a penny that wasn't public money. How many fundraisers does he attend every week? How often does he play basketball and golf? I wish I had that kind of time. He's lazy, but the media won't report that. He noticed, he said, uh, <laughs> I can just, the media won't report that. I can just see the, the opening graphics and music of NBC Nightly News. There's Brian Williams. Tonight, President Obama is lazy. <laughs> that's insane that's insane what a staggeringly racist asshole it really is ails is that piece of crap and the only evidence you really need and this isn't new this isn't news at all but the only evidence you need about how ridiculous this line of reasoning is is to is to look back and and check roger ailes's statements during the bush administration where george w bush spent i don't know what 1500 days on vacation it was, I think it cumulatively amounts to a third of his presidency he spent on vacation. More vacation time than any other president. And, wh- and what was Ailes saying at the time? God, you cannot undermine the commander-in-chief when troops are in harm's way. Oh, uh, just don't. Yeah, I know. That's the ultimate hypocrisy, and it, it just never ends. <laughs> yeah, they, don't, you know, they just don't care. Roger Ailes, who worked, who vowed to work diligently to reelect George W. Bush, calling President Obama, who's taken the second least number of vacations, second, second least, the, 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 the least number of vacations, Bill Clinton. But, I mean, from World War II on, President Obama has taken fewer vacations than any president other than Bill Clinton. And, but, oh, but he's lazy. Because but it's, he, it's what he's doing while he's in office, which is nothing. He doesn't it, need to take vacations, you see. Well, I mean, the lack because, of understanding. Because he's not doing anything. He, he puts his head down on his desk. That's what I used to do in class in high school. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like the teleprompter attack or any of this other nonsense that, you know, they're, just att- they're attacking him for doing what all presidents do. I mean, if yeah, you're, he's if, lazy and stupid and whatever. If you're president of the United States, and, and the president has discussed this, the, the job will break you unless you exercise, unless you have some sort of physical outlet 
to distract or kind of exercise the stress away. Exercise with an O. You just get you gotta you gotta work it out. Otherwise, you know you're gonna you're gonna die. Yeah. I mean, it's that strenuous. I mean, we don't really we don't really realize looking in from the outside necessarily how difficult the being president is. Sure, there are a lot of fringe benefits, a lot lots of perks to the job. You get a gigantic oval shaped office, which I'm always envious of. I would love to pers- I'd love to be sitting at a you know you can actually buy one online a replica of the resolute desk I would ki- I would kill to have a replica of the resolute desk Dude if I knew that you were sitting in like your own like you know full scale mock up of the oval office behind like the president's desk in like in your boxer shorts while you were doing this show <laughs> you have no idea how happy that would make me <laughs> I would totally do it. I would then do you that. Could get, then you could get a fat girl to come in in a blue gap dress and bring you a pizza. <laughs> if I had the money, I would totally, totally have a replica of the Oval Office. <laughs> I mean, everyone kind of made fun of Ronald Reagan. See, you're, you're aiming higher than me. I want a replica of an alien's pulse rifle, and you want, you know, the Oval Office. I just want the. I think big. I want the I, and I want it decorated just like with the same uh, carpet and and interior designing as the West Wing Oval Office, as the Jed Bartlett Oval Office. And I've looked it up. I mean, you can actually go online and buy the the Resolute Desk, basically, which I, I would just love to have. I would even install like if I had unlimited funds, I would even install like a recording system, like a secret recording system, just for fun. I would turn it on and just record random things. And then lose 18 minutes. And then lose 18 minutes for fun, you know, just to screw with people who might find it. You need one of those hallways uh, with uh, the pictures of, uh, uh, you know, with the pictures of the presidents on it. So you can and be like Dan Aykroyd playing Nixon in the old Saturday Night Live, you know. <laughs> well, right. I need some advice here. <laughs> well, the point being, ultimately, is that, yeah, the president's got uh, a fleet of chefs and, and servants and and staffers and you know he gets to ride ride around in marine one his, his very own helicopter and he's got his very own jetliner that has a bedroom and a god it's got a i think it's got an emergency room and surgical ward in there too i mean it's got right. you know it's got everything but at the same time it is it's got to be one of the most stressful jobs in the world i mean if not the most stressful job in the world and when you've got yeah. You know, when you're basically, you've got 300 million people and you're responsible for them <laughs> and you have to make these decisions, that's tough. And so you got to, you got to. Hold on, hold on a second. Hey, are you looking up like Momofuku? Yes. <laughs> sorry, I, could, I just happened to notice. I noticed the peach. You know what? I'm sorry. Taryn's here and she's looking, for whatever reason, she's looking at the uh, menu for Momofuku in New York, which, by the way, is like unbelievable. Okay. Well, why don't I let you get to that? <laughs> sorry, I'll just... I'm sorry. That's what, that's what you said, that that's what this show is all about. We're very uh, sort of loose. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Um, I'm just busting on you. There's, a, there's a, this other uh, this news that came down. <laughs> this is uh, yesterday. Police, from the great state, the great police state of Florida... Two employees of a company once aligned with the Republican Party of Florida admitted to law enforcement authorities that they forged voter registration forms. 
It's the first result in a far-reaching voter fraud investigation that was launched last fall and initiated at the urging of the party after election supervisors started flagging questionable applications. The Florida Department of Corrections, uh, or the, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, yes, yeah, soon to be the Florida Department of Corrections, reported Tuesday that the, uh, the, the two ex-employees were charged with a third-degree felony. But prosecutors back in January decided to place both of them on probation because neither has a criminal history. Right. So, I mean, this leads us right back around to uh, one of my favorite refrains, which is, you know, a lot of these states have really abused their power to, 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 to conduct their own elections. So we got to take that away. I, I think we've really gotten to the point now where they fooled around long enough and, and you have to take it away. You have to federalize elections. Right. This is why you can't have nice things. This is why you can't have nice things. And, you know, shockingly, it's always the Republicans who are doing it. Always the Republicans who are doing it. Oh, except for those two Black Panther guys. That's four, right. Yeah. Four, it's, four it's, years ago. it's a bunch of states and the two uh, Black Panther idiots. Yeah. But these the, are, two, the two non-Black Panther idiots. Even the, even the Black Panthers say the new Black Panthers are full of crap. <laughs> right. Right. And along the same lines... Uh, yeah, I guess the other the other boogeyman on the right was was Acorn for the longest time, right? Right. Until they were summarily booted out of business. Right. They, they but they're still they're a zombie organization. They're the zombie threat. Yeah. House Republicans introduced a continuing resolution resolution the other day that pre- would prevent the federal government from being shut down, and the following was tucked inside of the, uh, inside of the legislation. A new short-term budget bill introduced on Monday by House Republicans includes a bizarre provision banning federal funding to anti-poverty group ACORN, despite the fact that the group has already been stripped of federal funding and has been defunct for nearly three years. Just in case. That's, that's, they can bring it back to life and then shoot it again, just to be sure. Yeah. Section 510 of the latest legislation introduced by House Appropriations Chair Hal Rogers reads, None of the funds made available in this act may be distributed to the Association of Community Organizations for Reform Now. Or its subsidiaries or successors. So it, it, you know, it never ceases to amaze me the 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 nonsensical non threats that the Republicans are consistently going after. Yeah, the paranoia uh, for for things that really are just absolutely non existent or utterly meaningless. That's right. You know, Sharia law and ACORN and all of these things that just don't matter to anybody that make, I mean, when it comes to being a threat, they're not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. But they're they're either not existent or they're nothing. But they do matter. They they do matter to um, to the hoopals who tend to vote Republican and watch Fox News Channel. Because I mean, that's what ultimately this is. This is all about pandering to those people, the low information, far right wing nuts. The ones who the ones who all think that the deficit has gone up instead of down. The the ones who think that suddenly the the debt is a crisis only after January twentieth, two thousand nine. But the, I mean, this yeah, that's is the way. That's the way it is, man. This is this is what we're like now. This is the utter fiction that we're dealing with. You know, a guy a guy named Rand Paul who really just has no business talking. <laughs> much less voting on law. He has no business being in the Senate. This guy's now filibustering, or, or was filibustering, based on something that he was actually demanding of the Obama administration several weeks ago when it came to Benghazi. 
I mean, just a, a, a little bit. And you know what? The, the same freaking thing goes to, uh, to Glenn Greenwald and the others. Just a little bit of reason and rationality. Boy, that would be refreshing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Just for a yeah. moment to say, well, you know what? That's true. That's true. What, what Eric Holder said there is true that the president reserves the right to do this in, in, in the face of a, an impending Pearl Harbor attack. But there's, it's just, you know, there's, just, there's a lot of opportunism, a lot of sensationalism, and it's completely uh, flummoxing the entire political debate in this country. And I mean, I'm really at the point with the, the, entire, with the whole war on terror business that... that <laughs> Damn it, if they, if they don't just end the terror war and stop this ongoing madness, hmm. you know, I, I just, I, I don't know where we're going to end up. Because we certainly, because again, we certainly can't have endless war. And I know there are a lot of Republicans who would love that. I mean, let's face it. That's what they, yeah. that's what they spent eight years. War. Yeah, I mean, that's what they spent eight years trying to devise and, and assemble. Endless war and endless presidential war powers. And now the president has actually uh, scaled back boots on the ground and replaced it using drones. Yeah, God, I, you know what? Okay. <laughs> I think we got to end the show at this point. <laughs> Not only, thank I was God. Gonna say, I, I'm enjoying this. Usually we end when I like make some kind of smart-ass comment, but you're just going today. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, this is all part. I, what I try to do is I try to... To, to tie everything together. And so I think that's, I mean, if I were to get really arrogant and, and sort of describe the job that I do, what is my important role in society? What I, what I actually try to do is, is, is to create a through line between all of these different areas. Yeah, right. And, you know, nine times out of ten, that through line ends up being, everyone's stupid! Everyone's really <laughs> stupid! This is the reason why, yeah. This is this is the the, the that's the main the the gist of of uh, my entire writing career. I mean, for God's sake, if 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 you know, and I made this point in my column today. If Timothy McVeigh was driving that van full of explosives towards the federal building in Oklahoma City, and you refused to take out that van, you are a flaming idiot, or the most extreme pacifist I've ever known. Right. That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about Citizen McVeigh plotting, you know, a domestic terrorist attack six months before it actually happened and maybe finding out about it and arresting the guy. Yeah. You know. No, but, I, no I hear you. You know. You're, you're just, you're talking, you're using common sense, and that's shockingly uncommon. Yeah. And, and by the way, the next idiot who, who use, wheels out the Obama bot or the uh, Obama apologist nonsense, F you. Seriously. Seriously. I wrote two columns this week in which I said the president ought to be stripped. Stripped of his war powers. Don't tell right. me I'm some sort of Obama apologist. If I was an Obama apologist, I'd say, oh, yeah, you know what? Keep, keep it going. Keep it going. He's doing great. Great. But I'm not doing that. I, just, I, 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 want, it to, I want it to end. I want the president to, to relinquish those powers or be stripped of them. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Drive safely. After party is tomorrow at noon. Subscribe if you want to hear about our trip to Tennessee. <laughs> Yay. See you later. Bye.
Bye.